Merry Christmas, Happy Winter Solstice. I am on hash hash Zeus. Put the hash in my veins. How would you prefer your hash? Would you like bots? Would you like hot knives? This has been Black Zeus, the podcast, season three, episode 49. I wish you a very Merry Christmas. I wish you a very blessed Kwanzaa. I hope Hanukkah was amazing for you. Enjoy the winter solstice. Enjoy that bitch to the fullest. Just remember that God is inside of you. Peace, peace. Santa Claus is in town and he's here to bang your mom. Don't let that nigga in the house. Say, ladies and gentlemen, it's me, Black Zeus. It's you, beautiful people. It's Dante in the corner and it is us, Black Zeus, the podcast. Season three, episode 49. Ladies and gentlemen, it is me, Hash Zeus. Yes. Hash Zeus, the rare, the rare appearance of Hash Zeus on the podcast. I'm so high, I'm spitting. Pause. I saw I one of those peas pop. I just saw spit fly into the air. I didn't even care, bro. Ask me how high I am. Not that high, but I'm hash high. So very relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck that was intense i'm happy you don't have the headphones in today beautiful people i hope you're doing well dante how are you my man <laughs> you're, fu- you're fucking garbage no, man bro i'm less than highly favorite i'm gonna say it every all right, I'm not upset, bro. I'm not upset. <laughs> you did the Kofi Kingston real quick. SOS, I hear them shouting, or whatever the fuck his intro theme song was. Boop, boop, boop. Uh, Wagwan, man. I'm Jamaican Ghanaian. I did it for all the audience. Jamaican Ghanaians. <laughs> oh, yeah, you got no camera on you. <laughs> I forgot about this. You know we'll, we'll we'll be more consistent with your cam shit next year. We're still we're still figuring out audio, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. I'm sure you've you've caught the last few episodes. You're like, what the fuck? Are they? Wait a second. First of all, can we pause for a second? Because as I'm looking into the the camera monitor real quick, I have to. I finally got some new pants, bitches. I heard all the complaints. People were like, Zeus wears like three or four pants. I'm like, nigga, I'm not rich. Also, no one was complaining about myself. I was like, I wear the same pants. It's because I have the same pants. It's because I'm not rich. But got some new pants. And I'm a, I'm like actually back on team pant. You know what I mean? Not denim. I got fucking chinos, baby. And boy, am I comfortable right now. Oh, my God. I've... I've I don't know why the last round of pants shopping I, I did, I went fucking, I doubled down on denim. I needed variety. And I'm a pant guy. I look good in pants. Pants. Check out the pants. I'm showing you the shoes, but look at the pants. It's pants. <laughs> I don't know if this episode is hash Zeus or it's pants. What do you think so far? You think Hash Zeus, not his pants? <laughs> you know, you picking Hash Zeus makes me want to pick its pants. There would be no pants without Hash Zeus. Nah, you're getting too fucking Confucius with it, nigga. <laughs> see, see, you know what I also did today, ladies and gentlemen? I brought Dante into my world of horror. Because this is what a gentle soul Dante is. You know what I mean? This is, oh, look at that. You can see the onk in the close-up. I'll make sure to... You can see the power. Oh, so when I do the fist, the the power fist, in the close-up, you can see the onk. Oh, my God. Ladies and gentlemen, this is for a whole other season of the podcast. I don't even think... I don't think there's enough episodes left in this season to really dive into what the hell 
uh, I've been I've been doing and also forcing Dante to watch every time he comes over. <laughs> I tell this nigga to come over to record the podcast, and then three hours later of like black empowerment videos, I'm like, so um, are you ready to sign up, my brother? He's like, can we, can we just record? <laughs> <laughs> what time is it right now? I'm pretty sure you've been here since 2.30. Yeah. And we just hit record. It's like 6. <laughs> 6.30. It's 6.30, nigga. <laughs> You're welcome. Welcome to my fucking horror land. This is Leo. And you're all punctual and shit. Please don't don't let my niggerdom rub off on you, Paws. No, but you're like on time. Yeah. I said, you're like, what time do you want to record today? Mm-hmm. First of all, you weren't even supposed to come today. I'm like, if you want to show up today, show up. And you showed up. You give me the opportunity, I'm going to be there. I should have told you like five. Yeah. But to be fair, you also did say you wanted to leave later to to skip out on traffic. So I think that will definitely be something you don't have to worry about (laughs) when you leave here at 11 o'clock at night. Um, What the hell did I ask you before we... Oh, I brought you into my hash nightmare land. How do you feel right now? You're not really a hash smoker. Yeah, this is the first time. You look really relaxed. Yeah, I do. Well, describe your high right now. I'm working, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Well, you make it sound like I'm a corporation. I'm not slave driving you. Although you have you, you ripping up that computer a lot. Figuring out these audio issues, bro. I'm so <laughs> done with this audio shit. Oh my god. I think it's I think it's the white man trying to keep us down, bro. Like yo, how come every other combination of producer I've had no problems? Yeah. It's like yo, I had White Slave, no problems. I had Lou, no problems. Yeah. And then as soon as you show up, and then we also had—I uh, don't want to say his real name. I want, with, Sexual chocolate. <laughs> That's what he wanted me to say. When my phone is. <laughs> what? What? Right? That's who you talked to. Yeah, but he wanted you to save him. In your phone you as sexual you saved it as sexual chocolate? I say what do you want what, what do you want to put yourself in my phone as? And that's what you and use and he said sexual chocolate. And you as a grown man entered that into your phone? I gave him my phone. Oh my god, bro. <laughs> Come on, bro. You ever you ever watch uh, Kings of Comedy? Bernie Mac, Cedric the Entertainer. A little bit back uh, in the day. Steve Harvey, DL Hughley, for some uh, reason. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, a little bit here and there, a little bit here and there. Um, Cedric has a really good joke. He's like, I met a, I met a, I met a grown man. He's, he said you could call me delicious. He's like I ain't calling no grown man delicious. Yeah, I'm not calling him that, but that's just what is. No, he's calling you, and then that's popping up, and then. No, no, no. It has. A... Imagine you're with a girl, and then. That's the fun of it. You know what I mean? Like that's the me. I don't know. Did you just ask to meet me? Because I'm about to find a new producer for season four of the the podcast. It has his name and then in brackets. Sexual chat? I think that's even worse. I don't know. You got to at least remove his name. You can't have the name there. I don't know. This is just how it was put in. That's so funny, bro. I'm going to have to talk to him about this. Because... He gets on me so hard about all the, oh, bro, you say so much, like, questionable shit and all this stuff. I'm like, I'm a comic, bro. My mind, I'm not sitting here thinking, I'm like, oh, bro, does this sound gay or does this not sound gay? I'm just fucking saying funny shit. But then he, like, because of him, I say fucking pause all the time now. Because I'm like, damn, bro, everything's just sus. (laughs) But I would have to, I'm like, that's kind of, I don't know. Do you want to see it or should I I believe you. I don't really need to see it. I'm just saying, sexual chocolate, that's, you're going to be in public. You're going to be with your mom or something. And then a, a grown man's name next to the words sexual chocolate is going to pop up. The life we live, you know what I'm No, that's the life you live, nigga. That's the, that's the. This is your friend. What do you mean? I know. 
Oh, great, great energy to start off to start off this episode, man. We're winding down. Everybody knows. Next week, it's it. We we fucking hit the second last episode. This is technically the one hundredth, one hundred fiftieth episode. I said one hundred, but that's a lie. This is technically the one hundred fiftieth episode, but. In terms of um, timeline, episode one or is a pilot. And in my heart of hearts, I don't include that in the, in the lineup. So this is 149. You get it? But it's really 150. Yeah. Technically. It's the 150th when you've recorded. Next, next week will be the 150th. Okay. Official Black yeah. Zeus the podcast in its full form because the first episode of the podcast was called Comedy is Life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's right. For all the new people, I Comedy is Life. I had a whole. It's too much. You know what? You know what made me switch it up? I actually had a business meeting because I was uh I was looking at potentially getting funding, and um in that meeting the guy's like, "What's the name of the podcast?" I'm like, "Comedy is Life," and then I explained it. He's like, "That's good." He's like. You have a stage name. Why the fuck is it your stage name? He's like, nobody has a stage name. And then it's Black Zeus. Why the fuck? Like, dude. And I thought about it. I'm like, I'm a, I'm a fucking fool. And then episode one of Black Zeus, the podcast, was was birthed uh, the next week, the very next week. So, so yeah. And, and it kind of will line up thematically with all the other stuff that we're working on doing. Because yeah. you already know. Yeah. Dante's got Dante's in on some uh, next, next level shit. You know what I mean? You guys obviously have heard uh, me talking a whole heap of shit about new stuff coming. And boy, is new stuff coming. It's Hash Zeus, ladies and gentlemen, in the building, fully formed, <laughs> ready to fucking karate chop kick you, and then say some little German, little German. Yo, I'm really like, I'm really, <laughs> I'll probably make you want to smoke hash more, or just this will probably be your last time. <laughs> no, we'll see, because I hear hash is like a good body high. It's a fantastic, don't you feel like Ululu? <laughs> I think you've really seen the real me for the first time today. Mm. Yeah, this is a gululu, like shit like that. Yeah. That is who I am in my essence. Definitely. You look like you, you look like mentally you're roasting marshmallows in a campfire. What? Fit, okay, I explained like that wrong. Okay, wait. You, it's hard for me to explain, but you got the, the vibe of a nigga that's... No, no, no. Right now, you look as relaxed as a motherfucker roasting oh, marshmallows at a campfire is what I'm trying to say. That I said so poorly, I had to say it four different ways. You know what I mean? Because you just, like, you look curled up, nigga, but you're not. Like, that's the, the yeah, exactly. Yes. You look cozy, bro. Welcome to the hash. Welcome to the hash high. Why? <laughs> Let's do show recaps. Uh, I had one of the most blessed week of shows, uh, maybe all year and, and what a time to do it right at the end of the year, um, started from the bottom. Now we hear garbage. Uh, now I'm off the podcast. There's no more me. Uh, let me pull up my calendar. So I actually get the order of events, right? I know it started with underground comedy, but what day was that? That was Wednesday, December 14th. Um, Underground Comedy, uh, at Comedy Bar West, Fire Show. Uh, my boy uh, Peter Saran hosted it. Brand new, brand new baby cut. Baby cut Peter Saran. Baby cut Peter Saran. I don't know what this means, but this is haircut. Whatever I'm doing right now, this I think this is sign language for haircut. Or I'm just voguing. <laughs> um, did a great job. I had a really fun set. And the like set the tone for every other show. I was at Comedy Bar the next night also for Culture Shock Comedy. This was in the cabaret space. So uh, for those of you that are not around Toronto or have not been to a Toronto comedy show or have not been to a comedy bar show, uh, there's two rooms. There's the main space and then there's a cabaret space. The cabaret space seats around like 50, maybe 70. I think it's like 50, 
people. Um, small, tight, tight room, nice, compact. The main space seats like 120 or whatever the fuck, like to 150, something like that. But it's a long room, which, you know, it, longer rooms are tougher. Like longer. Correct. Like the stage is at the front. And the, it it's it's a club that is a mixture of like improv and sketch and stand up. You know what I mean? So it's also kind of like built with all of that in mind. Whereas if I was building a straight comedy room, I'd have it more like either boxed out, like tighter or like rectangular, you know, like like chairs around the stage as opposed to just in front of the stage. But it, it's a great room when it works and it was full. So that was fire. Um, but there was, there were, oh, uh, shout out to Angelica Scanura, uh, Toronto comedian. <laughs> there was some lady in the audience who was drunk as fuck. She was there with her boyfriend and they were there on a couple's date. It looked like I was sitting in the audience for most of the show. I was closing out the show. So I just wanted to get a, a feel for what was going on. And this one lady, bro, she just kept chiming, chiming in, like, for the first two comics. And then, like, by the third comic, she was doing the same, but she had exposed that she's either a German or a Nazi or something. She just, like, she just made herself look dumb. And then by the time Angelica got on, she was like, where's the Nazi at? And just, like, for 15 minutes, bro, called this. I've never heard the word Nazi on stage more, bro. It was, like, it was insane. It was insane. And the lady after that set, but, like, everybody was loving it but the Nazi lady, obviously. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I just, it was just jarring. I'm like, this is white Kanye right now, what she's doing right now. It was so funny. Um, she left. That entire table left afterwards. Which sucks, because I would have loved to have talked to him and called him a Nazi. But, you know, it was said and done by that point. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, 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 I think I'm uh, in a different space again, man. I think I'm entering different space. And you are around me in my personal life, so this would probably make sense to you, like, more so than... Because I'm being a little vague for the podcast. I don't really need to get... Bro, this doesn't need to be an eight-hour podcast right now. But just know that your boy is doing really well spiritually, physically, mentally. And uh, and it's taking me to even newer heights on stage. And the beautiful thing is, is that I already know that this is... I'm just going to be better tomorrow than I was today. And that's my favorite part, bro. But, like, what's happening right now, man... I think I'm already past the part of proving to myself that I'm good and I like I know what I'm doing. Now I've really just proven to myself that I just, bro, there's no scenario. If it's a comedy scenario, I will I will be okay. And maybe not even just that, but if it's a scenario where I like I'm in public and I have to do some speaking or something, bro. Any I, I don't even I think I'm just good, bro. I'm why am I even trying to confine this to comedy? I I feel just oh alhamdulillah, bro. Hallelujah. Whoo. Um, so yeah, started started the week. You haven't you haven't said anything in a while. What's up with you, bro? <laughs> Ah, <laughs> yeah, this nigga's hashed out in the corner, bro. Yo, do you, bro? I, I got, I got words to talk right now, so just chime in whenever. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny, bro. I'm, just, I'm either the best influence on you or the worst. I'm, I'm still trying to figure. <laughs> For right now. For right now, until like you can't, like you get fired and shit. I mean, you can't. You're your own boss. Would you ever fire yourself? What would be the conditions for you to fire yourself? I would never fire myself. Talking to the mic, nigga. I would never <laughs> fire myself. I don't know. Like, I think that as long as I'm here, I'm just going to keep working. So I, I wouldn't fire myself for any reason. Like, I wouldn't take myself out the game or whatever, if you know what I mean. Like, Wait a second, though. But what if you were honest with yourself mm -hmm. and taking yourself out the game was the best thing to do? What if you had, A, like gone as far as you can or gone as far as you want i don't know like retirement you know what i mean would be taking yourself out of the game i feel maybe i wonder if maybe one day i will retire from comedy i don't know yeah but how do you retire from comedy you just, you just stop doing it you just stop being funny now to me comedy is life now you see what 
the, so that's what I was saying. You see what the original iteration of the podcast was really, I was getting into? But then how do you retire? How do you retire your life? Or how do you fire yourself? If that's your way of life. Well, I don't even think, yeah, we're being, we're getting Sorry, very, we're getting very rhetorical, but like, I, I say fire yourself more so as a joke, because you really can't fire yourself yeah. anyways. I mean, yeah. you're the only thing that you have to live with. I mean, I, I can like accept help from other people, which I wouldn't say is firing myself, because you can just let people help you and then. Do you see that as defeat? Getting help? No. I don't think so. All right. Because if you get people to help you, you're able to help more people. Yeah, man. So it's a win. But I, like, it's like a cyclical nature because you have to help yourself to help others. But then, yeah. to, but to be to be your best version of yourself requires help from others. Mm-hmm. So that's where you know, if we were all actually properly taking care of ourselves, you could see how society might be a fucking actual better place. Yeah, like sometimes I think like, what if everybody was only helping everybody else, right? So no one had to worry about themselves because they knew that everyone else got there. Like, what kind of world would that be like? Very interesting. That's some utopian yeah, not, experiment. Like, it's, it's just like, you don't have to worry about like, oh, this guy's going to do this to me. Like, everyone's got each other. You know, I... I so you wouldn't have to worry about getting yourself. I, oh, I think there's a place in India... Um, I think it's in India. It's like a man-made city. Mm-hmm. Uh, please, please look this up for me because I'm trying to. I, I'm ho- I'm hoping I'm not misremembering this. But the idea was that like money and stuff is not a thing. Everybody, everybody does for the community. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and they actually have like a whole functioning economy and all that shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, what would you even? But I, I have, I've had, I have heard that concept. City of... with no money in India. With no money in India. Is it India? Indiano, no Indiano. <laughs> Shout out to Russell Peters. That's yeah, yeah. Indiano, India. no, no Indiano. <laughs> It's a real thing? No, man. <laughs> Make this shit up? We got fact checkers on Black Zeus, the podcast, baby. Be checking facts. Let me switch up. Let me give you a different yeah. pose for the ones that are watching while Dante looks up this stuff. Um, nah. To be a universal town where men and women of all countries are able to live in peace and progressive harmony above all creeds and all politics and all nationalities. So, is this like an idea? It's not actually a city? It says it's like a city. It looks more like a resort. <laughs> so, just a bunch of hippies. <laughs> yeah. just, just some rich hippies bought some land in India and they're like, yo, dude, come here. There's no money. It's just some sex farm, yeah. some trafficking farm. That sounds a little culty. It does seem a little culty. Yo, man, like, come to seen, um, come to India, dude. Have you seen that Netflix documentary Wild Wild Country? No. It seems sort of like this. Ah, okay. Um. Anyway. All right, I'm going back to show recaps. So that started with underground comedy, uh, which is a weekly show at Comedy Bar. Always, always has stacked lineups. Shout out to Puff Mama. She used to run the Underground Comedy Club, one of the vapor lounges. Uh, once again, the Vapor Lounges are legendary uh, run of rooms that used to let you smoke weed indoors, kind of like a bar, uh, but for weed. And Canada was like one of two countries in the world that ever had these. And no more. So I, like, I've, I'm so grateful, man, because you know how few comics get to say they came up in a scene like that? Like, it's, it, And I'm very grateful because... Performing for stoners is is tougher than performing for alcoholics. Alcoholics are more rambunctious and loud. I've covered this multiple times on the podcast, so I'm not going to go too into it. Uh, on the 15th, the Thursday, Culture Shock Comedy back at Comedy Bar. The cabaret space, smaller, sold out. Um, people were late, though. Ethnic show. 
Uh, and I went just completely off script for that one. And it was just blessed. Yo, I'm I'm really at that point, bro. But I'm only 11 years in. I'm at that point, but I'm only 11 years in. So what the fuck does it look like when I'm 22 years in? Am I going to be like Houdini in this bitch? Am I just going to levitate on that stage? Because that's what if... Like, bro, that's like... I understand the 10,000 hours thing, bro. I know com... Bro, I know comedy inside and out. Like, I understand. Like, I understand the mathematical equations behind comedy. The science. Yeah. 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 Like, it's 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 so crazy. For, I've been thinking about this lately, man. I'm just so in a pocket, and I'm proud of myself. I have to say that. You know what I mean? Because, like, it's one of those visions, bro. It's one of those things that I saw when I first started. I fucking knew that I was going to be this good. I knew it was within me. I didn't know how fucking like just hard and lonely and just treacherous and sad and happy and just everything, bro, the road was. But the love of it has just kept like, man, it's like I blinked and I'm here. I swear to you, bro. It's like I blinked and I'm here. It's And the people that are still around me, especially the ones that have been there from the beginning, like we're all really starting to shine right now in in amazing ways that I'm kind of scared for every other scene in the world right now. Because, like, the way, you know, rap always goes through the states is, like, right now it's Atlanta, but, like, they're saying Atlanta's done and it might be Memphis next or, yeah. or even maybe Detroit or some shit. Who fucking knows? But, like, yo, Toronto really, you know, we have Drake and shit in The weekend and Justin Bieber... We have music stuff, mm -hmm. but all our comedian guys have to go to the States to pop. Yeah. But now with, you know, the internet and all that stuff, we got some guys starting to... I don't know. I don't know, though. It's it's tough because comedy... I say this, but it is tough, bro, because there's 300 million people in the States. There's an actual circuit in the States. Like, you can't really thrive in Canada like that. Even to pop from Canada with social media would still mean you have to travel mm -hmm. frequently. Frequently. So, even though I, I, I do think that there is a way forward through Canada, it's not like it's not going to involve being in the States the majority of the time. Well, I think, like, shouldn't it be also, like, I don't know, like, a goal to be, like, almost international if you're from Canada? Like, yeah, bro, because there's fucking nothing here, bro. That's what I mean. It's like you just gotta be like international. Yeah, bro. There's nothing here. There's nothing here. There's nothing here. We got so few people, and then all the people are like clustered in in here, southern Ontario, or out west, but mostly here, bro. It's scary. Like the majority of the country is right here, bro. If an asteroid hits Ontario, like this country has no population. It's fucked. Um yeah, fuck it. I'm done with that anyways. So uh, Culture Shock Comedy was really good. A uh, bunch of ethnic comics talking ethnic stuff uh, for an ethnic crowd. Fun time. Uh, I am an ethnic, so I thrive in these situations. Uh, plus, I am uh, Ethiopian, but by way of Greece. So <laughs> I'm sure you've heard me say that one a million times. Moving on to Friday. Moving on to Friday. Banger. Starting the weekend out with a fucking blah, uppercut, nigga. Aaron Lewin, Mr. Lewin uh, of social media fame. Mr. Lewin on Instagram, uh, Twitter. I think this nigga has a TikTok, I'm sure. I don't know if he's active on it. Uh, but for sure, if you're in Ontario, for sure, if you're Canada, you, you know this account, you know this person. This guy runs amazing shows. Uh, this one ran out of the Dawn on Danforth. Uh, beautiful venue. Masonic Lodge or Masonic Temple. <laughs> and then on the floors, you know, the carpets, it was butterflies and praying mantises. These niggas are not slick, bro. <laughs> Anyways, to get away from that, 
Um, the show is the show is fire. Uh, Jesse Singh, uh, Ronnie Edwards, the OG Ronnie Edwards, uh, my guy Keith Pedro, OG, just back from tour, about to go back out on tour. Uh, probably probably had one of the best years of any of the Toronto comics, like objectively. I'm a, I'm a nigga that could look at that and be like, yo. You know, it doesn't mean that anybody's above anybody else or whatever, but this nigga had a fucking year, bro. Him, Nima, and uh, Ryan, I don't know if we still class him, because this nigga's an American now. He's a New York comic now. Ryan Long. <clears throat> but standout, standout year. He's, he's, Isn't he still a Canadian? Yeah, 100%. New York, because the goal is to build the States, right? <laughs> of course. And he reps, he reps the yeah. Toronto scene. He always says, like, he started up, up yeah. here. Um, How long has he been? Like right, bef- like a month or two before the pandemic started, he, bro, the timing on this motherfucker, wow, life, life got him good. Like he timed that so perfect, cause then the whole world shut down, and he just got to create content, like, and he maximized that motherfucker to the point where he's a, he's platform now, bro. I just saw him on the Robert Kelly podcast, and Robert Kelly's like an OG dude. That guy was doing that guy was running shows with Patrice. You know, so like that's that's bro. Kudos, kudos to the guy. Kudos to the guy. Uh, that's enough white praise, though. <laughs> I love you, Ryan. You white fuck. <laughs> um, yeah. So the next show was uh the Lewin show, and I did like fifteen to sixteen minutes there. Um. Then Keith went up and just fucking destroyed, and and Ronnie, it's so fun to see Ronnie Edwards. If you guys, Ronnie Edwards is one of the OG comedians in in like the OG black comedians in Canada. Period. He's like one of the first few, um, and he's still so funny. Like when you got it, you got it, bro. It doesn't it doesn't matter, and that's why comedy is like retirement isn't really a thing. Because as you age, it's just more life experience, and then you just constantly have material to talk and about. You get better at being funny. Correct, yeah. correct. And Ronnie is like we on the same wavelength. Every time we see each other, it's always like I don't know. There's I I I was telling I was telling my boy I'm like this is the older version of me. I feel like when I watch Ronnie, I, it feels like I'm watching myself. In the future, and I feel I feel great. I'm like, yo, that's sick, because we're both lanky black dudes, and our personalities are very similar. And then like just uh, spiritually, we're very aligned and stuff like that. So it's always a blessing to see that guy. Saturday, I was gonna take some shows, but I was I was exhausted, bro. You know, every every night getting back really late, uh, hanging out with friends, hanging out with uh, ladies. Ladies with nice bums. Uh, <laughs> well, I might never see her again if she listens to this. Anyways, no, why wouldn't I? She has nice bums. I said, I said, she has. Why, why, why am I still talking about this? <laughs> I like ass. Uh, lady ass. <laughs> Yo, bro, this is the hash, nigga. This is sometimes it goes with you, sometimes it goes against you. Right now, I'm not too sure yet. I feel like I'm right on. I'm I'm on the tightrope. I'm walking. I'm that French nigga walking between the uh, World World Trade Center. You ever see that documentary? No, but I know he had the long pole. See, you gotta say pause after that. Just the degree to which how slow you caught on to that. I wish I wish you could see from my perspective what I just saw. I've never seen someone say, oh, like long like oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that, like, that right? Yeah, you're right. No, absolutely. But he bro, the watch that documentary. It's fascinating. Cause they made a movie about it, like Joseph Gordon Levitt or whatever the fuck played played they, yeah, fuck that, that movie, true. bro. The the documentary has the actual footage of them sneaking, bro. They snuck in to the World Trade Center to to plot this whole shit. Obviously, security was nothing back in the day, bro. This is obviously they were still standing. So after they, those towers fell, and security changed forever. So yeah. it's kind of really symbolic that that's the building that was used to. to, sneak in. to they're like, nigga, we just we're, we were construction workers or whatever the fuck, 
And then after a certain amount of floors, it was just construction for a long time. And they knew this. So they just like, once you got up past a certain amount of floors, you just were up there. And this guy walked between the two towers. Bro, that's so freaky. It would be a Frenchman. I don't, I don't know why I said that. Because I actually don't know why it would be a Frenchman. Since I took Saturday off, what did you do Saturday? Yo, I hate you. I hate you. What a dagger. You just stabbed me, bro. Oh, my God. You looked at me like I'm a fucking... Oh, my God. You're right, though. I am stupid. I forgot. I really just looked at you in your soul. I'm like, what did you do Saturday? You're like, well, I drove here. Um, Oops. <laughs> so never mind on that one. So I took the day out, but we still hung out, did some production stuff. Um, All right. What did you after after that? After that? Showtime. What's your show? What's your Saturday show other than like hanging out with me? Oh, it'd be UFC. I I think I ended up watching the main event. Uh, don't tell me. It, Cannoneer yep. versus Strickland. Yep. Yes. What do you think? Okay, so you watched it though. I caught a bit of it. You know the results? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, so yeah. what do you think of the results? Makes sense. But I, you didn't see the whole fight. No, but I don't. I, yo, it was really on the fan, dude. It was a great fight. It was a great I, fight. I don't. I I saw, like I said, I saw a bit of the fight, like because I'm like on my phone and stuff. But like, I believe Cannonier won, and that is who I. That's he was who more dominant. He was pushing the fight. Yeah, Cannonier was pushing the. Strickland got more strikes. Well, he throws more strikes. Exactly, but does. they did less damage. Yeah, exactly. and Cannonier was like marching forward the entire fight. Yeah. So that one's not really. I saw the uh, Patty. Was that the? I thought that was last week. Was that yeah. Did you see? Did you see that though? I don't think we talked about that. Did you see the Patty fight? I did see Controversial finish. Went yeah. to the judges. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think it's rigged? Do I think the UFC is rigged? Well, I I don't think every event is rigged. I think there is fighters that are rigged. I think there's commissions that are rigged. I think there's commissions okay, yes, because that one was in the UK too, and there was another fight that night that was fucking completely wildly off with the, the judging. Game. Yeah, the Patty fight was in the O2 Arena or some shit. No, no. don't do that to me right now. Yeah, bro. Was it? Yeah, it was in the UK. Which one was that? UFC two something something. Two eighty three something. Two eighty two. Ha ha ha. Hmm. Maybe not O2 Arena, but it was. I feel like it was in the UK, no? This was in T Mobile, no. Uh, what? Yeah, this was in Vegas. What? But I will say. That blows my you, mind, you bro. You bring up commissions. Yeah. The UFC does use the Boxing Commission, which I freaking hate. So. But they don't have their own. There's no MMA commission. There's no MMA commission, which is why, like, you know, this is so stupid because a lot of those guys don't even know what the fuck they're looking at. Yeah. Which is how you could possibly get Patty, because also no, but it's in Vegas too, though, and that's their home state. If anything, UFC owns that commission. Let's be fucking serious. You, you gotta think there's there's MGM, like there's boxing events that happen there. Like yes, like Vegas is home to the UFC, but other big events happen. I will. Say no, I know that, but Vegas UFC is bigger now. It's the biggest thing in Vegas. So do uh, you don't think they have influence and pull? Because if P if everybody's saying that Patty didn't win that fight, and then it goes to the judges, and obviously the UFC is trying to push and make this guy a star. Yes, which is why I say specific like fighters are rigged. You know what I mean? Like huh. you'll, you'll see it in boxing as well, where they have like, oh, there's an up and comer, and then you know they'll kind of like hand him the win, and then push him to the yeah. Push him. So I do kind of see those kind of things with. Patty, and they were saying that with, um, what's his name? Crazy hair, rainbow hair. O'Malley. O'Malley, Sean yeah. O'Malley. They were saying they were... But here's the thing. O'Malley proved himself. With uh, Piotr. Piotr Young. Yeah. I'm Piotr Young. And this is the thing. Like, you have these tests where you can pass it or you fail. Patty didn't pass the test. And what sucks is that they gave him the win anyways. So now people don't like him even more. Yeah, yeah. See the judges. That's the if you're playing that game, you know it goes both ways. You better because people know, fight fans know. They just want good fights. It's like, look, you got a good personality. That's dope. That's a bonus. But 
Like, we're fight fans, man. We're here for the art of martial arts. Like, get the fuck out of here. That's why I really do love, like, as much respect and camaraderie the fighters have for each other, like, I think it 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 also extends over to the fans that are really about, like, MMA. Because I'm not just there to, like, I know from the outside looking in, people think, oh, it's barbaric and you're just watching, it's a blood spurt. It's a blood spurt. I, I will spend hours on UFC Fight Pass, and I'll just, like, watch, like, replays of, like, one move, like, look at how he... Just it's an art form, bro. Kick and I'll just to master like, your own body, and then... Use it the best against other people. To have to then calculate what somebody else, based on your intake of footage of them, you know, like, you people just study footage, bro, watch hours and hours and hours of somebody else's fights mm -hmm. to just try and get a sense of who they are as a fighter and how they move and but then some people also do that without watching footage so they'll do that in the middle of the fight just like they'll throw correct and be like oh how do they react to these fake punches correct so then when i throw the real punch they'll dodge it in a way so then i can throw them with the real real punch so yeah it's a science man it's a science fight science hey man that's a segment right there fight science? we gotta do fight science season four we'll get We'll do, um, like, after each pay-per-view, okay. we'll do, like, fight science of the best fight. We'll take the fight of the night and then do fight science on it. Got it. And then you could do the breakdown. Okay. Nice, because you're, I feel like you are definitely more knowledgeable on, on MMA. If, when we watch UFC together, you, you'll see it. Like, how I'm, just gonna, I'm just going to sit in the background. At that point, I can, it's like watching Call of Duty or something. Whenever I watch Hendog play Call of Duty, I just shut up, and it's like a movie almost. It's just fucking no-scoping and shit, just... Mm -hmm. 360 no scope yeah. headshot um and then my last show for the weekend uh yesterday yeah. what a blessed show bro um it was it was this show right here i stole I, it was such a good show and i liked the poster so much that i stole the poster from the venue i told i told the promoter i'm taking it right out the door but this is it's comedy for community baby and on this poster you will see jesse singh uh, Gilson Lubin, myself, Alan Shane Lewis, Sabrina Douglas, Tamara Siobhan, and Cedric Newman. And what a star-studded, melanated lineup. Um, shout out to Tamara Siobhan and Gilson Lubin for being fucking Pokemon and not, and not showing up. Uh, like, reclusive. Gilson is a Pokemon, bro. I call this nigga Pokemon because, like, he's like a legendary, bro. You don't see this nigga. Uh, like, he's been there since day one for me. And and absolutely one of the best people I've ever met in this business, um, but very rare sighting. Tamara, she's all over the place, and I'm sure she just couldn't get out there in time. Probably had another gig, so why not? Um, but yeah, very very fun, very fun show for me specifically, because um, it was work. It was a lot younger of a crowd. Uh, the majority of them haven't been to a comedy show before. Um, all black too and it was in a nightclub situ like setting and all that stuff so it was, it's like i'm in my element well some of the other people were like oh shit this is gonna be work and then uh i i ended up closing it out dude i did like 45 minutes i think and i connected so, so much with this audience and it was just further proof like especially at the end of this run of shows like, bruh, I don't know. I'm in my element. I'm in my element, and I know exactly what I'm doing. And I might just be a wizard at this shit. But, I'm like, entry level. I just, I, I think I just, like, you know, my comedy special was graduation. Mm -hmm. And now I'm, like, like, at Hogwarts, bro. Like, I'm learning, I'm learning fucking. Advanced. <laughs> yeah, like, advanced, yeah. Advanced. Maybe not Hogwarts. Uh, yeah, I'll say I'm in the kingdom of Aksum right now. I'm I'm back in Ethiopia learning from the scholars, mm. yeah, and uh, just in a in a different realm, bro. That's probably the best way I can put it. What a what an amazing week of shows! I have I think one more show booked for this year. Uh, I have a New Year's Eve show. I just don't remember the, all the info yet. Um, but yeah. I'm hosting a damn good comedy show at the Rec Room in Barrie on Wednesday, December 28th. And that show is 
sold out. So, you know, if you're in Barry and you have tickets, I will see you there. If not, you'll hear me talk about it on this podcast. But this is the Christmas episode. So this week's poll question, we'll do the poll results. We'll do a, a, a theme and we'll get you on home. No traffic. How, how's the Harashai treating you right now? Still there. This is going to have to sleep on my couch, bro. (laughs) Um, Let's see. This week's poll question. The holidays are one thing, but how often do you spend quality time with your family in the year? All right. Uh, The two options were minimum once a week and half to less than half of the year. What do you think the results were? And what do you do? Do you spend a lot of time with your family? Yeah, I live at home. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you spend time with them. Half the year, or what's that one? The two options were minimum, minimum once a week, uh-huh. and then the second option was half to less than half the year. I would say maybe half to less than half the year. Yeah, you don't really spend time like you guys don't get together, family dinners, we're family all, outings. We're all like super busy. Like we all have like different schedules. See, that's the excuse. It's hey, I'm not saying I'm not no, saying I'm no, any. But I, you know I what understand mean? what you're saying, but it is like we're all going to different places and stuff. Holidays are like the one time where everybody is like, "Yo, it's yeah. it's the time for family." But I'm like, "Nigga, all year is the all time the for year. family." Yeah. I'm trying to be better at that. Mm-hmm. I would say I, I spend more than half the year in my family's presence. Yeah. Maybe not this last year, because I went so ham in comedy. Well, like, so if the minimum is, like, once a week, I'd say the maximum for to for the first option would be, like, would be up to, yeah, like, I don't know, two to three times a week. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, like, regular eating dinner. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha, gotcha. Exactly. And, I mean, you live at home, so there aren't opportunities for you guys, like, nobody's at home all at once every day? Rarely. Rarely? Yeah. It makes sense, man. If everybody's old enough and you got cars and all that shit, and yeah, yeah man, it's 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 tough, bro. I'm trying to make I'm trying to make. But so, what do you think? What do you think the results were? I think, geez, to be honest, I feel like most people would probably once a week selected that one. That might have been the majority. Actually, yeah, bro. It was sixty four percent. So I got a, a lot of my fans or listeners and stuff. Uh, you guys spend time with your families. Kudos to you. And shout outs to having a functional family. Maybe dysfunctional. Just because you spend time with them doesn't mean it's quality time. But uh, Oh, no, I did say spend quality time. Mm-hmm. So damn, bro. 64%. So that's minimum once a week. Minimum once a week. Yeah. Um, that's very good, man. Especially with how fucking everybody's living their own individual lifestyles now. Mm-hmm. If you can find even just like one moment a week to, yeah, I think that's important. I think that's something like even that I would want to try to incorporate more. Once you're mindful of it, I think it's easier too, right? Yeah. And then, and then once you make your family mindful of it, yeah. Because I think any family that hears, like especially people that fuck with each other, like a family that doesn't hate each other, yeah. If you hear somebody be like, "Yo, we should spend more time together. Let's figure out how." Yeah. I bet you everybody will kind of rally around that. Yeah, like even like. Find a way to even eat one more dinner together, like the yeah, than like, normal. Even like, like I said, the work schedules are so different that like we're not home most of the time. But like, it would be nice to be like, hey, like, like for instance, like every every Sunday, make sure your calendar, your calendar, <laughs> calendars are cleared. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like something like that, and like maybe mi- do a minimum of one day. But it seems like that would be a <laughs> uh, <laughs> shit um all right man i think that that's a pretty good episode bro we so, gotta wait, hold on what's the next poll you oh, you want me to preview it you said you were gonna do a christmas one right we are doing well this was the this christmas, christmas one okay. the next one is a new year one okay so i will preview next week's poll all right so right now it's active on my story feed which you know by the time you hear this it will be done so but just so you guys are prepped 
And uh, once again, next week is season three, episode 5050, which means it's the season finale. We made it. We made it another season. We made it another year. And uh, me and Dante really have some fun shit cooked up for the final episode. We probably should uh, maybe meet one time before then and like do a run through or something or like, like. Or maybe just, yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah. We don't need to do this on the. What am I doing right now? Uh, so next week's poll question: Did you accomplish enough of what you hoped to in 2022? That is next week's question. We will get to that next week, but right now we will get to a theme for this very Christmas edition of the podcast. Merry Christmas. Happy winter solstice. I am on hash hash Zeus. Dante say something now. All, all my life path number five is stand up. <laughs> <laughs> like no no attempt at any melody. No attempt. Okay, so I'm so on hash. I'm looking at myself in the fucking camera monitor right now, and I am slunk down in this chair. Hash Zeus, baby. Put more. Put the hash in my veins. How would you prefer your hash? Would you like bots? Would you like hot knives? Anything else? This is Hash Dante, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> mute. This nigga goes mute. I guess so. I don't know. Um, do I sing? Like, I'm still... Like, you don't have to sing. It's just... But then when I don't sing, you're like... Yeah. Harmonies, just, just deal with it, bro. If you don't want to sing, I'm going to say something about it, but that doesn't mean... Just be confident in who you are, nigga. Yeah, but I'm and then say something back to me. Come on, nigga. Come on, nigga. <laughs> um... I don't know what to All do. All right, it's over, nigga. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Black Zeus, the podcast, season three, episode 49. Once again, I wish you a very Merry Christmas. I wish you a very blessed Kwanzaa. Uh, I hope Hanukkah was amazing for you. Uh, if you enjoy the winter solstice, enjoy that bitch to the fullest. Just remember that God is inside of you. I love you. Peace, peace. Back here next week. For episode 50, the season finale, the year finale, the year wrap up, we wrap it with a bow. But for right now, I say I'm out, this bitch. For show. Peace, peace. Merry Christmas. Happy winter solstice. I am on hash, hash zoos. Put the hash in my veins. How would you prefer your hash? Would you like bots? Would you like hot knives? This has been Black Zeus, the podcast, season three, episode 49. I wish you a very Merry Christmas. I wish you a very blessed Kwanzaa. I hope Hanukkah was amazing for you. Enjoy the winter solstice. Enjoy that bitch to the fullest. Just remember that God is inside of you. Peace, peace.